Writing is the most powerful skill in the world, and this podcast is designed to help you do it better, quicker, and more effectively so that you can become the author of your dreams. My name is Leon Larouche. I'm your host, CEO, and founder of Trivium Writing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. So the other day I was reading the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list of 2021. So the list for the entire year. And I noticed something particular about that list. And that thing in particular was that the five books at the top of the list all had one thing in common. Now, what did they have in common? Well, their title, their title all was one word. And I thought it was particular because I started thinking, well, typically a book title will have, well, three words, maybe a little more, uh, sometimes two words. But in those cases, it's one word. And these are very, very successful books, as you could imagine. Um, The fact that they are on this list means that they have stayed the longest on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list in 2021. So these are the most sold books of the last year in the United States. And all of these books, their title is only one word. Now, of course, you have to factor in that some of the authors already have a a lot of notoriety. So you have to factor that in. However, I thought it was still significant that these book titles all had one word. So let's start with the first one, uh, which is Educated by Tara Westover. So Educated is the number one New York Times nonfiction bestseller of 2021. The second one is Becoming by Michelle Obama. So that's the second nonfiction bestseller of 2021. The third one is Untamed by Glendon Doyle. And the fourth one is Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. And the fifth one is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Now, why is it significant that these book titles only have one word? Well, it is significant because even though they contain only one word, they still convey a lot of meaning. And there's a lot that we can learn from that fact. So if we go back to the top of the list, educated. Well, this one word carries so much weight. Now, why is that? That's because this word can have both a positive connotation as well as a negative connotation. And so what's interesting, and this speaks to the to the content of the book, but uh, Tara Wasover's memoir is about her growing up in rural Idaho in a family of survivalists who didn't send her to school. She was homeschooled and her family was extremely distrustful of the government and education in their mind was an evil thing. So she put herself through school um, out of her own volition um, against the will of her parents. And eventually 
went on to do a PhD program at Oxford University, or uh, maybe it was Cambridge. It's either Oxford or Cambridge. And so that word educated has so much weight and you combine that with the beautiful book cover, which is essentially a pen uh, that also looks like a mountain and there's a, there's a person on that mountain. So it's a beautiful, the, the color scheme works super well. Um, so that one word, educated, carries so much weight because of the connotation and because of the book cover. Now, the second one is, is becoming. And of course, Michelle Obama is a very well-known person, former first lady of the United States. And so it's self-evident that her book would be a New York Times nonfiction bestseller. Now, this word becoming is a very interesting one. It suggests a lot. It suggests growth. It suggests that leaders aren't born, they are built. And so it's a very vague word, but sometimes vagueness actually carries a lot of weight. And so and so becoming is also a memoir, again, by Michelle Obama. And so that word also carries a lot of weight and also has a bit of an aura. And if you look at the book cover, well, you see Michelle Obama's beautiful face. So it's, it's a concept that works really well um, as well. Now, Untamed, uh, I'm not as familiar with the author Glendon Doyle. I do like the word untamed a lot. What it suggests immediately is that we're talking about animals. And when we talk of an untamed animal, there's a lot of, it could be positive and it could be negative as well. So an untamed animal is an animal in the state of nature, an animal that could be dangerous, but also it could be, it could be positive as well. So uh, the description we have uh, of that book is that after writing about recovering a marriage rocked by infidelity in Love Warrior, Glendon Doyle has a new memoir about her love story with U.S. soccer star Abby Wembach. Doyle details how she found herself by realizing her true power comes from within and not from the expectations others put on her. So that works obviously well with the concept of untamed. Uh, there's a lot of cover, there's a lot of color on the book cover. Uh, in fact, it's a little bit confusing. You wouldn't necessarily know um, what the book is about if you're not familiar with the author. But still, the word untamed carries a lot of weight. It has this connotation. You can imagine, it, it speaks to your imagination in the sense that you can imagine what this may be about. And if this is good or if this is bad, and uh, really you can make, you, you can use your own imagination to interpret this word. Um, cast, the origins of our discontents by Isabel Wilkinson. So the description here is uh, when you think of castes, India's strict caste system likely comes to mind. Wilkerson argues that America has its own hidden caste system, a hierarchy that has 
influenced the United States both historically and currently. Using fascinating stories, Wilkerson points out that on top of race and class, our understanding of caste systems must also change if we are to better ourselves as a nation. So what's great about this title, again, it's using only one word, but it's a very provocative word because as mentioned in the description, when you think of caste, you typically think of the strict caste systems in India. Now, the cover is black and white. So the text is white and uh, the background is a black and white picture of people. And that in and of itself is very conceptual. Partly because, as it is pointed out in the description, well, part of the argument has to do with race and, cl and class. Now, it is a great way to grab the reader's attention, to make a point, to compare the United States to that caste system in the author's opinion. Now, it is quite provocative, and if you are the kind of reader who is interested in, in hearing this kind of argument, then it is, of course, going to be extremely intriguing. And I'm personally very intrigued to, to read this book. So this, once again, is a, is a word that carries weight. It's controversial. It's thought-provoking. The word has an aura. It is associated with something specific, once again, India's India's caste systems, and it is brought forth as a comparison to the United States. So another book title that is only one word that carries a lot of weight. Uh, and then finally, we have Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. So here we have Academy Award winning actor Matthew McConaughey offers a memoir on his approach to getting the most satisfaction out of life. McConaughey poured over decades of his diaries to share the highs and lows of his life and the funny stories that shaped him along the way. So, green lights is a very visual word. Now, I should say that it is written in, in one word uh, here on that book. And it is a strongly visual word. If you read green light, you immediately think of green lights and that has a very positive connotation in terms of personal growth, personal development. Um, it is quite indicative. Now, we know that this memoir is about getting satisfaction out of life. Um, it is about getting these quote-unquote uh, green lights. So for a disclaimer, I haven't read the book yet. Um, but this is another book title that only has one word and yet the book title just shows a lot and gives a lot without really saying anything specific and of course you have a you have a great picture of Matthew McConaughey on the cover um, so that makes it a quite attractive uh, book cover since a quite handsome man and so once again just one word, but a lot of weight. So these five books 
that are topping the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list all have only one word, but those words carry so much weight. And what you should take away from this is that sometimes using only one word actually can tell more than using many words. And if your word has an aura, if it is conceptually sound, if it has the right connotation and it is associated with the right visual, assuming that there's visual, then you can really appeal to your audience in a way that would be impossible using more words. So I hope that this was helpful and I will talk to you very soon. Hey everybody, it's Leon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review, share this podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode.